Welcome to another installment in our series, our back-to-school series, our dad podcast dealing with going back to school. And this podcast is about dads who are sending their kids off to college, maybe for the first time, and what kind of advice might you give. We know that it's probably very different than the advice that a dad might have for a child who is at home who's going to school in elementary school or even high school. This is a different ballgame, to be sure. So I'm sitting here now with Michelle Adams. She is the Family Engagement Liaison uh, with the Office of Dean of Students at Western Michigan University. And Michelle, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. Well, first off, your title. What does that mean? Because it's a, a big title, and family engagement liaison isn't something I think that people necessarily associate with a university. But obviously, there's a need for a liaison. Why? Absolutely, there is. Um, our office has identified the need with our families to have that person who acts as a connection between the families and the university. Oftentimes our families might have questions or concerns or be dealing with an issue they don't know who to turn to. We act as that connection for them. They can call our office. We oftentimes can answer their questions ourselves or we can put them in touch with the right person or we can address their concerns. So thankfully Western has really noticed that there's a need for this within our Western community. So it's something that we're happy to provide for our families. It's a bit of a different culture, I would say, right from 15, 20, certainly 30, 40 years ago when it's like the kids off in college mm-hmm. and, and whatever happens over there is what happens over there. Absolutely. And there was a bit of a gulf, let's say, between the parents and mm-hmm. the university. There was never a, uh, there's a liaison to talk to. Right, absolutely. And this position, we deal with all sorts of questions that I think my family, if they thought to ask, there was no one for them to call and ask. We get questions about the size of the mattress in the dorm room. We get questions about how do we access email for our student? Um, How do we make a payment? All these things come through our office. Families are assured knowing, or they rest assured knowing that they have someone they can call and get that information from. Well, so then you are the person to talk to since Mm -hmm. you deal with families and dealing with students. A dad who is sending a student to college, let's say at Western, uh, away from home for the very Mm -hmm. first time. So many things to think about. So much advice that a dad would probably want to tell (laughs) his son or daughter. What would be at the top of your list? I would say one of the things that we really stress with families is the importance of finding balance. Encourage your student to find balance. And this means not only giving consideration to your academics, but to your emotional health, your physical health while you're here. And Western really um, approaches this uniquely. We are here to support students in all aspects of their their well-being while they're here. Um, So this is something that we encourage our families to really talk about with their students. Um, If they're sick, we have a counseling, we have the, um, the student health center if they need um, emotional support, if they're having a crisis, if they're just not really handling homesickness well, we have the counseling center, things like that. These are uh, conversations we encourage our families to have with their students during the summer. There are many things I think that many of us um, think about as we're driving our student to the university, like, oh, did I tell them this or that? We meet with our students and families in June to prepare them through an orientation program, prepare them for their transition to Western in the fall. And our Office of Family Engagement has an hour-long presentation with families. And we talk about many of these things that we encourage families to talk about with their students. And I would say being well-balanced and finding that balance between health and wellness 
and academic success is, is one of the biggest issues we talk about. And when you say finding that balance, I mean, what are some things that that could be said to a student when you say finding that balance? Because that's sort of a, you know, a nebulous, sort of an umbrella term, let's Absolutely. say. How would that be practical? I mean, practically speaking, what would be something that would be a, let's say, boots on the ground type thing? This is how you find balance. Uh, one thing we really encourage um, families to provide their students with the information about is getting involved in activities on campus. Um, they learn very quickly that college is not like high school. You spend very little time in the classroom compared to high school. So how you fill your time will help you find that balance. Um, whether it's involvement with an activity, an organization, um, finding a part-time job on campus, um, or just being social with your friends, the, the new people you're meeting in your residence hall, things like that really help students find balance between their academics and their new social life as they're transitioning to adulthood here at Western. Do you see uh, isolation as a problem? Because it sounds like for somebody maybe who doesn't have that balance or who doesn't understand that it is a different ballgame from high school, is that a threat? Is that a danger, you think, for students who you see in their first year away from home, that feeling of like, I don't know anybody here, I don't have any friends here, and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I would say that that's very common with students, um, especially students who aren't outgoing. Um, but we as a community really do everything we can to support them. Our residence life staff is top notch. Um, they really um, work together with the students to provide that support, to keep their eyes and ears open for students who might be struggling with homesickness, with loneliness, or with maybe not being comfortable with reaching out to other students and, and being a part of an organization. Um, we also really encourage our families to be the eyes and ears for that as well. Our students are most likely to reach out to their families first, whether it's just a, a passing comment or a true cry for help that they're struggling with something. So uh, we let our families know we are here to support you. If you have questions or concerns about your student, they can reach out to us. We also like to give our families information about resources up front so they have those tools so they can support their students, so they feel that they're knowledgeable in what Western has to offer. I'm speaking with Michelle Adams, Family Engagement Liaison with the Office of Dean of Students at Western Michigan University. You know, when you talk about parents and you're saying you encourage them to find activities for their kids to do, that's sort of counterintuitive to me because it seems like as a dad, I'd be like, I want you to study, I want you to stay <laughs> in your dorm room, but you're telling me, no, a parent needs to help the student find outlets for support, and is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. I would say that we encourage families to be knowledgeable of what's here, so if they're hearing from their student, well, there's really nothing for me to do. Wow, have you checked, did you go to Bronco Bash yesterday? Did you get some information from um, this organization or that? Or I see that Western has um, a band, you know, a, a acapella group or something. That sounds like something you'd really enjoy. Did you check that out? So I think having the information and the tools to support your student is, is really what we try to do. So they're not necessarily doing the work for the student, but they're able to provide the student with information and support if the need arises. And I understand you've gone through this before, yes. correct? You have sent a college student. I have done that twice. Away. And so what about some of the fears maybe that a dad would have with regard to financial discipline or safety issues? Mm -hmm. uh, what would you recommend in a conversation? Uh, surely you would think that a parent should say something, a dad should say something 
to a son or daughter about these things. How would you address that? Absolutely. We encourage all of our families to talk with their students about safety. Uh, first and foremost, we do have an alert system here at Western that students can sign up for uh, where they'll receive text messages on their phone if there's a gas leak, if there's um, any type of crisis or anything at or around campus that they need to be made aware of, they can get that information. And families can sign up for that as well. So we encourage them to do that if they feel the need. Um, in terms of personal safety, we encourage parents to tell their students to stay in groups when they're walking, especially at night on campus. We do offer a escort service for students if they are studying late at the library and all of a sudden it's 1130 and they're hesitant to walk back to their dorm by themselves. There's a number they can call and staff from our public safety office will escort them back to their dorm. Um, so. We strongly encourage people to have those conversations about safety. And, and it also spills over into things such as not leaving your dorm room unlocked. Um, we find in those first few weeks of school, students are right on top of it. They're locking their doors, they're putting away, you know, they're not leaving their laptop on the table at the dining hall, whatever. A few weeks into the semester, everyone gets in their routine and they kind of let their guard down. And they might say, well, I'm just going to the others over to the gym. It's not a big deal, I'll be fine and I'll try to get out before dark. Not thinking, well, I really should have somebody with me, or I shouldn't leave my laptop while I go to the restroom, I shouldn't leave it on the table at the dining hall, or my roommate will be back from class in about an hour, it'll be fine, I'll just leave it open for her. Things like that is where we run into issues. Students tend to let their guards down. So that's a huge safety issue that we really encourage families to have those types of conversations with their students. Uh, speaking with Michelle Adams, Family Engagement Liaison uh, with the Office of Dean of Students at Western, uh, I'm assuming, especially in this day and age with electronic communication and, and even with social media, um, it seems that there's no greater opportunity for parents and kids to be connected. Mm -hmm. um, but do you feel that that's a challenge even with all of today's technology that would seem to make it so easy? I think the challenge lies more in expectations of that communication. Um, and we actually talk about this at our orientation with our families. Um, talk with your student about communication. What are your expectations and what are theirs? And you know, do you plan to text each other every day? Are you going to make a phone call? Are you going to do FaceTime? Understanding that things will probably change as the semester goes on and your student gets more involved and they're more active and they might not think about texting mom or dad three times a day just to touch base. So being realistic about those expectations is, is a really big, important thing to keep in mind because things change. Do you think that things have changed in the dynamic over, let's say, over a long period of time? I mean, even from whenever you sent your two away to college or is it pretty much the same as it's always been, that, that parent-child or that guardian-child relationship, you know, and the child goes away and, you know, the guardian is trying to maybe still hold on to a little of that tether? I would say that I think things have changed, like perhaps from when I went to college. Um, I think now with technology, we're able to be in touch with our students a lot more frequently than like when I went to college. If my family called and I wasn't in my room, I wasn't in my room. Now we can reach our students regardless of where they are. Um, and I think some families um, struggle with that at times if their student doesn't answer the phone. Um, or if perhaps a family is using an app where they can tell where their student is and they can see that they're not in their dorm room and that can be concerning. It, it does, it leads to a number of issues I think with um, the communication and how, pa how parents can, can handle um, their feelings about where their student may be 
um, and, and how often they can reach out to them. Okay, I've been speaking with Michelle Adams, Family Engagement Liaison, Office of Dean of Students, about advice for parents or for dads, for example, sending a child away to college. Michelle, thanks very much for spending time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, a dad taking a child to school for the first time, campus, college life, away from home, obviously safety uh, has to be top of mind, would probably be the most important thing. And so now I'm lucky to be uh, speaking with Chief Scott Merlot of the Western Michigan University uh, Police Department. And Chief Merlot, first of all, thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. For sharing some of your thoughts, because you... First of all, have lived it. Twice. You have taken yeah. two to college. Yes. And you live it in a particularly different way in that you see it from the enforcement standpoint and dealing with kids who um, maybe get in a tight, as you might say. Yes. What would you say, especially from a dad who has lived it, what is the most important thing you could say to your child as you drop him or her off and you're like... I'll see you in a semester. Be safe and be smart. I know it's simplistic, but it's, you know, especially, you know, you know as all of us as experienced as parents, you know, we can control the environments of our kids, whether it's house and even we know where they're at 24-7. As soon as they get to college, they have all this freedom. And I found in my experience that the majority of the time, kids get in a little bit of a bind or get in trouble because of bad decisions. You know, and, I, and it's, it's painful for me when I see a, a kid that makes, you know, that one bad decision that will impact them potentially for the rest of their lives. So that's, that's the, and I say it to the students here at Western too, and I, it's, you know, just be safe, be smart, make good decisions. Just make good decisions. And what would some of those uh, decisions be? For example, you said that you had a daughter. Yeah, two daughters. Yeah. Two daughters yeah. who you dropped off. I know you said one at Michigan State. And one here at Western. And one at Western. And so... Um, Maybe it's different advice if you have a daughter than a son. It is, it is, and I. And, but for me, as as a parent, even as a, now thirty years in law enforcement, only five years here at Western, I find that kids tend to get in trouble because of alcohol or drug use, and that's my biggest concern. Obviously, with daughters, um, there's there's been incidents. You know, in, in Kalamazoo and certainly nationally, uh, date rape drugs that have been slipped into drinks. So I always tell my daughters, and I tell the female students here, even male students, because there have been male victims nationally. You know, never, never accept a drink from somebody that you don't know. You know, never accept, especially you go to a party off campus and someone's giving you the red solo cup drink. Don't accept them. Nothing. You know, just don't accept it. And, it, and for daughters, uh, that's especially true. Um, for, for young men, it's to me, it's alcohol also. I, you know, how many times in my you know, career at Department of Public Safety, and in here, we, we have students that were, you know, committed crimes because they were, they were intoxicated, uh, made really bad decisions, were hurt. Uh, you know, some of them, uh, uh, some of them, quite frankly, have been killed because they'll walk in front of cars because they're so intoxicated, they don't know what they're doing. But a lot of it's just making bad decisions, and walking home at night at 2 in the morning by themselves. You should be able to do that anywhere. But the reality of it is, in some communities, and our community is no different, sometimes bad things happen when you're walking by yourself at 2 or 3 in the morning. And I always, I always say to my own kids and all these other students, nothing good happens after midnight. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Well, and also when you add alcohol to that. Yes. 
because uh, it sounds like what you talk about there with any kind of use of alcohol or drugs, yeah. uh, things seem to go. And it's prevalent. I mean, like I say, it's, you know, binge drinking is a major problem on college campuses, you know, and you see it all the time, especially the first week or two of, of, of a new semester. You have freshmen that are, that are coming in, and all of a sudden they have this newfound freedom. And they don't know what, they, you know, they just make bad decisions. They just want to have fun. They want to, they want to live that adult life, and unfortunately some of it evolves around alcohol, and, and you go to the parties off campus, and that's what you see. You see large parties with a lot of alcohol, and you know, ultimately there's a lot of issues. And, you know, and some of those are probably the obvious, right? Those are the things that I think we all think about yes. is like, uh, be careful on Friday night and on Saturday night in particular. And Thursday night. And Thursday <laughs> night. It starts to ramp up. Yeah. But what about some of the more subtle things when you talk about be safe and, and make smart decisions? Because you deal, obviously, with safety issues. We do. And things that involve students that maybe aren't so obvious, like, well, what did you go to that party? But there are other things that you could do as well that might even be in the middle of the day uh, that come under the safety yep. and good decisions. Well, it's oftentimes there's there's people that do absolutely 100% the right thing, uh, and they, they're still victims. Um, I think a lot of it is um, criminals look for opportunities, and you need, to, you need to reduce those opportunities. And, you know, for some of our students, a big thing is they'll be at the library, they'll be at the cafeteria, they have their book bag with their all their new devices, their computer, their phones, all their new books, and they'll leave that backpack unattended for 20 30 minutes, and they come back and it's gone because people are looking for that opportunity. Now, I know they didn't mean to do it, and that's, you know, but that's their life. And we always say just watch your property, take away those opportunities, whether it's you know, the property that you have with you at the library or the cafeteria. If you drive a car on campus, it happens all the time where they leave the book bag, the purse, everything else in the car, whether unlocked or not, and they get stolen. Um, you'll take away those opportunities. You know, you go to college campuses, a lot of them will have safety escort or safe rides that we do here at Western. Um, if you're here in the middle of the night, you're studying at the library and it's midnight and you don't want to walk alone and we recommend you don't walk alone. You walk with a friend or you call a safety escort and we, we provide them here at Western. We'll come in and we'll escort you to your location here on campus. You know, that's why I say be, be, be smart, be safe. Make those good decisions. I know, you know, we're a very safe campus here at Western. There's, most campuses are, are very safe, but we're not all crime-free, and we're not crime-free here either. I say well, and take like those said, opportunities away. There are people who are looking for opportunities. Absolutely. And so we don't know who they are. You nope. can't figure I out who I wish we that did. It would make exactly. our job easier. Exactly. It would be great if they had a little light yep. above their head or something like that. Do you, do you deal with a lot of calls from things like, hey, I didn't lock my dorm room door or... All the time. You know? All the time. Maybe, uh, yeah, so that might be more prevalent than people think. Yeah. Especially... On campus, it's not so bad because we have security measures in place, more so than what you might have off campus. I mean, you do have, you have hall directors in all the, the residence halls. You have RAs. You know, you need, you need to, and especially in the new dorms where you need uh, a pass to get in. So you, you can't get past the main entrance without a key or, or your card to get into it. So it's, it's relatively safe. However, off campus, right. not so much. I mean... You have multiple roommates. It's not a big deal to leave the door unlocked. And it happened, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times in my career at Kalamazoo Department of Public Safety, it's off campus. People just walk into an open door in a, in a house or an apartment. Just, they'll just, that's what they're looking for. Again, an opportunity. They just walk in. You can't, you can't allow that opportunity. And so that would be, you know, again, thinking about a dad taking a student away and just saying, 
the last thing you want, of course, is for anything bad yes. to happen. Uh, and so, I mean, those are some some good words of advice there. But it's really sort of be being on your toes all the time. I mean, and, and you I have think to be when you come out. Let's say you're 17, 18 years old, and you've sort of been in a house or in a, in a place where it's sort of been safe, and somebody yeah. else is already always taking care of that yeah. for you, and now you're responsible for taking care of it yourself. Um, it it is quite a task. Well, and it gets. It also comes back to, as a parent, we have to prepare our kids. You have to prepare our kids, and I, and I think the majority of parents do a really good job of it. Um, some not so much. Uh, some of the expectations are, are almost too great at times because they, they, they live in a bubble. They think nothing is ever going to happen. You know, they go through life green where nothing bad is going to happen, and I go through life red. There's, there's trouble lurking around every corner. And we I, see it every day. Every day, and that's why, and unfortunately, I think I raised my daughters that way. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, because they're, they're a little bit too paranoid at times. But I'd rather have them pay attention and with their head on a swivel, thinking that around every corner could lurk trouble, instead of the other way where they think nothing can ever happen, ever. All right, well, thank you very much, uh, Chief Scott Merlot from Western Michigan University Police. I appreciate that very much, giving us a little insight. Is there any any last bit of advice that you would have, again, for that? I know you said about being safe as, you know... Um, as a parent, and I and I did when my daughter decided to go to Michigan State, you know, I, I look at crime stats. You know, our, every university has to produce an annual security report, and it, which, which outlines all the crime that occurs, you know, on campus, uh, some of the geographical areas around campus. I pay attention to that, I, and I know a lot of parents should. You should know what goes on for all campuses and, and the surrounding area. You know, it's pretty, I, I'm fortunate in, in my line of work because I, even though I might not know anybody at East Lansing, I, I called, especially when my daughter wanted to live off campus, where's a good area? And I do get phone calls from parents all the time about where's a good area to live off campus if we don't want to live on campus. You know, get involved a little bit there. Don't just allow your student to make those decisions because a lot of times they're going to go maybe just the cheapest area, what has the nicest pool or whatever. Pay attention. Most most local law enforcements have crime mapping where you can actually pull up an address and see, you know, crimes that occur and what type of crimes occur in the area. Just get involved a little bit. And at yeah. the end of the day, too, I, I love getting calls from parents from the, for the good and the bad and, and answering questions about safety and, and what can be done and what improvements that we've made. Well, that's excellent advice, too, for the parent who is like, you know, this way it's a little more, I'm taking a little more control yeah. than just putting it on your shoulders yeah. by saying, well, tell me a little bit more about where you want to live and why you want to live yeah. there. And, I agree. Uh, that's true because when you think about any community, there are some areas that might be preferred. There are some areas that it's like, nah, you know, I really would let, rather you not go there. Correct. Okay. Well, thanks again, Chief. My Marlo. pleasure. I appreciate it. All right.